Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. We're continuing the series called Power Tools. Power Tools. How many of you enjoyed last week that we're here? Or you saw it online or... To all of our online guests right now, if you're watching via Facebook or YouTube, welcome. Thank you for joining us. We pray today it blesses you. We pray that something that's said here today will encourage you and you can apply it to your life. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5, out of the New King James, it says this. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him. Now, a centurion was a, a Roman captain, if you will, of the Roman military. Rome, and, and, and really, he was really over about 100 men. Again, a century of men. And so he was a, more like a modern-day captain in our military. And so he had a servant. He had a need. And he said in verse 6, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority. Someone say authority. For I am also a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and, to, and he goes, and to another come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from the east and the west, sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. And there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that very hour. The emphasis on this scripture text is really going to be the fact that he was a man under authority. And he was a man over men. So this centurion was in a, in, in a very unique position in his life. He had to submit to someone over him. He had to surrender to Rome, to Caesar. And he also had to be over a hundred men. So being in that unique position, he understood authority, how it worked both ways. And so with all of that in mind, there's only one thing for us to realize that when we have access to the kingdom of God, that you and I and our effectiveness of having the tools that we need our access to God's kingdom is based on our alignment. As he looked at Jesus and said, I know where power comes from. 
I know where power comes from. I, I'm accustomed to that because I have Rome back at me. And as long as I stay in alignment with Rome, and as long as I am in agreement with my government, then I can say and do anything, and they will help me. There's a, there's a power behind me that's bigger than what you can see. So, Lord, just say the word, and I know my servant will be healed. That's faith. I want you to know this Sunday morning that you have more power available to you than you know. And you have authority in your life. And God loves you enough to supply every one of your needs according to his riches and glory. And there's nothing too hard for him to do. So what we're going to talk about, the subtitle for today's message and lesson is going to be learning how to use authority. Learning how to use it. God has given us power tools in our life, things that will change us, things that will change our present circumstance, but without knowing how to access that properly, it doesn't do us any good. So are you ready for the word? Would you like to learn today? Would you want to understand some things? Someone say, God bless this message again. Now turn around to somebody and tell them you have more authority in your life than you know. Come on, turn around to somebody and tell them you've got influence. And after you've done that, you can be seated. God bless you. Thank you for standing, worshiping, being patient. Doesn't it feel good to be in God's house? I just, uh, I'm just, I love coming to church. I love being here with you all. Um, there's something special about, about worshiping God on the first day of the week, according to the Jewish calendar. Uh, when you get, put God first, I'm telling you, it goes a long ways. It goes a long ways. Growing up, I understood that there's a lot of things I had to learn first before I can be empowered with a certain responsibility. When I was younger, my dad, my dad um, had some businesses. My dad was an entrepreneur, and he came to Victoria, and a lot of you know this, maybe some of you don't know this, but he came to Victoria in the 70s, and he had a number of businesses from, from jewelry stores to warehouses to real estate companies to one particular business that I thoroughly enjoyed as a kid was a convention center. So my father built this uh, place by the park, which is no longer there, and it was a place called Riverside Convention Center. Riverside Flea Market, and I was a little boy, and I remember, I have a slight memory of a certain things there when I was little, but my dad bought me a shirt, a little orange shirt, and on that shirt, it, it said, I'm the boss. I don't know if that's what did it. <laughs> but I know that I remember him taking me to people and it was, so, it was so funny to him when I, he would take me to people and he'd tell them, ask him who he is. Ask him who he is. And there I am right there, standing there, not even doing anything. I'm the boss. <laughs> Everyone thought it was funny. The tough part about that story is that I learned getting older, I am not always going to be the boss. There are other bosses, there are other people in authority, 
and we have to learn how to recognize authority. The biggest challenge we have even right now in America is a lack of respect towards authority. Parents, and this is all I'm going to say about that, I want to encourage every one of you who still have children in your home or at least have a reach in their life still, even if they're outside the home, never stop teaching them how to respect authority. That's, that's my little sermon on that. But it's so important. So I had to learn growing up, there are other bosses around here. I learned growing up I couldn't boss my mama around. Man, remember this? My mama, back then, chanclas, sandals, had wooden soles. Do they still have them like that? I get, don't show me, I'll get anxiety. <laughs> My mama took care of me when I thought I was the boss, and I had to learn real quick. I wasn't the boss. I had to learn how to respect authority. Once you have been in that place and you understand how it works, see, understanding how this works really begins at home. It really does. I, I think it's always good for someone to work for somebody else before they own their own business as well. I, I love and connect with business owners. I, I, I just have a heart for business owners. We pray for every business owner in this church that God would just use that as your platform for ministry and God would bless you. And, and if you have a desire to start a business or have a business, it's, it's not impossible. And so, but understanding how to work for others and, 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 be, and be submissive. See, that's a bad word in our culture today, but not in God's kingdom. And learn how to understand how the chain of operation works and chain of command. And it's just so important because God looks at the heart of every individual and sees how they view things and their perspective. But when you get it and you understand how authority works, when you can get the concept and know that authority and power work hand in hand. See, power is always going to be available to us everywhere. I mean, we have power right now, right? I wish that power would kick in on these AC units a little bit better. I wish, you know, sometimes we, we just take for granted the power that's in our life, and then we throw the switch on, but when that switch is thrown on and there's no response, there's someone in authority that turns off the main switch or turns it back on. So respecting the authority of that source means that we have to be what? Responsible for taking care of what's been given to us. Do you see how that works? We have power available to us, but somebody has to be responsible and respect the authorities that are in our lives. Authority figures are everywhere. Don't go too fast down the barrel because you're hungry after church today. No matter how long I preach, I'm trying to hurry, by the way. But I promise you, your hunger will get you a ticket because there's going to be an authority figure on those streets that has the responsibility to enforce power. See, your car has a lot of power, 
but so does that pen he writes with. There's a lot more power in that pen than there is in your engine. Do you understand the concept of authority? It's whoever you are under. So naturally, whether we like it or not, we are under certain authorities and governments in our life. It's going to be everywhere. And some have to learn the hard way sometimes. I had to learn the hard way. I did. I, years before my mama passed away, my mother, my mother went through, we, we know what it means to go through heartache and pain. And, and my family, my mom had dementia. And, and I, I understand that concept of, you know, just suffering and, and being patient. And, but before my mom got sick, I'm going to tell you something. Out of all of my brothers, now maybe my sister, I think I'm in competition, with, I was in competition with my sister. She was pretty bad, my youngest sister. But I was a pain in the butt. It's in the Bible. Don't get all worked up. I was a thorn in my mama's flesh growing up, and I apologized to my mom. I apologized to my mother in my 40s. Now, I had apologized before, but I had a revelation a lot later after raising my own chitlins. Come on, do it. After raising my own children, that I think I was reaping some of the stuff I had sown. I'm just saying, I'm not dumb either. So what's the first thing I do? I said, well, I know how to fix this problem. Repent. Ask for forgiveness. I went to my mama and I said, Mom, I'm so sorry. I was a pain in your back, in your neck, in your legs, in your thighs, in your arms, everywhere. I'm sorry. My mom, with her loving voice, my, mom's, my mom had a strength and she just was a forgiving person. She said, sweetheart, or actually she said, mijo, it's okay. I love you no matter what. Isn't that awesome? Even at an older age, as, as an elder in my life, she still had authority and power. She, could, she had the authority to release me and forgive me and love me. She, I may have been stronger than her, but you see, muscle and grit doesn't matter when you come up to someone in authority because their words in the eyes of God carry strong weight. And I had, I don't know why I'm talking about this. Maybe this is for somebody. But I'm going to tell every single person here, if you want to be blessed in your life, respect the authorities in your life. You want power in your life from God, then, then, then learn how that power is distributed and learn how God looks on us. So, so, so power and authority, they work hand in hand. But I'm a firm believer that no one should be given authority unless they have first been tested. That no one should first be given that kind of power over someone or something unless they have been tried. Remember, whatever hasn't been tested really can't be trusted. In fact, everything that you have in your home, everything that's from electronics to furniture to whatever it may be, it's somewheres in a factory, somewheres the, under, under a person called QC, quality control. 
they tested that product to make sure that what you're getting in your home was going to pass the stress test. And so sometimes God has to put us through some stress in order to test us to see how we respond to pressure. And some of us are slow growers. Other, others of us are, are fast growers. I, I'm a slow grower, and, and I'm okay with that. But there have been some things I learned pretty quick on. But I learned a long time ago that in the eyes of God, God really cares about how I treat authority figures or authority or himself if I want access to something greater I have to respect the source I have to respect the source electricity is powerful but you just can't go up to it to a generator and just think you can plug in anything to it or you just can't you have to respect the source you have to respect the source of anything that you're using for power in your life and the spirit of God is the same way I'm so thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ and the mercy of God it covered us it covered the multitude of sin did you know did you know before Jesus gave himself on the cross that they could not access the king, the, the, the spirit of Christ, the spirit of God. There were people that even touched the power of God in the Ark of the Covenant that were smitten because they didn't know how to respect that authority because there were rules and guidelines to that. And there were a way that you, there was a way you had to relate and carry and be responsible. So God has to find responsible people, people that care, people that understand, people that know. And you know, when you study and you experience God enough, you learn to understand his ways. You'll learn the secrets of God through the scripture. He'll show you. He'll give you the key. If you want a strong marriage, you want a strong family, you want a strong career, you want a strong business, it's all in the scriptures. God will give you power and wisdom and authority in your life. There, there are certain keys that God will give us. Even the Lord himself said, all power was given to me in heaven and in earth. But he said that after he was resurrected, after he was crucified. Look at this. He said it here in Matthew 28, 17 and 18. He said, and when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted, and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Why? He had been tested. He had authority over every level from heaven to hell and earth between. He had dominion. The reason why is because in the in-between process, he was tested. He had been tried. He had been crucified. He had been tested by others who said, if you are the son of God, even Satan himself, if you're the son of God, then cast yourself off of this temple, this mountain. If you are the son of God, then turn this stone to bread. If you are the son of God, and Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In other words, there's a higher authority than you in my life. 
that I don't care. You can't provoke me to show off and show out. I'm just simply going to obey God and continue fasting. Continue serving. Continue loving. So Jesus, even himself, the Lord, wasn't given all power until he had passed through Pilate's Hall, Golgotha's Hill, and the resurrection in that sepulcher, that grave. But when he had been tested on the cross, the last and final test of Jesus, go read it, the last and final test that he had was forgiveness. As he was on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're, do, that they're doing. He could have at any time, folks, he could have at any single moment, he could have called for angels, he could have called for backup, he could have, he could have done so many things, but he didn't. Listen to what he said here, Matthew 26, 51 and 52. Listen to what he said. And suddenly, one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand, drew his sword, struck the servant of the high priest. We knew who that was, right? Porosito Peter. He was always messing up. Poor Peter. And he cut off his ear. But Jesus said to him, put your sword in its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot pray to my Father and he will provide with more than a legions of angels? He could have, but he didn't. I'm telling you, it matters to God. People in, really, people in authority, I found people who understand authority are more humble. I, I, I understand that. Now I understand that. People in authority walk with humility and meekness because they know they have the power to do something about it, but they would rather show mercy. Now, there are times that you have to execute judgment on something. I mean, listen, I know we have officers and deputies in the house, I, I, and I, I know that you have to make tough decisions sometimes. And I thank God for that. The Scripture even says the Lord didn't give the Roman soldiers the sword in vain. Speaking of military execution and judgment that God empowered people to have in this earth. So military and, 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 and officers and deputies and first responders, we salute all of you and thank you for your service. We do. You have a special calling in your life. You have a special calling from God in your life. But with that calling and that power and that authority comes a lot of responsibility and good balance. And so the same thing happens for us as Christians. Once we get it, once we understand it, you can see God begin to move in your life. You'll see him. Why and what was the secret about Jesus? Why didn't Jesus pull the trigger? Why didn't Jesus pass judgment and call for the angels? Here's why. My first point and only point for today is this, because love knows how to properly use power. Last week, we talked about love, how God is love, and the nature of God gives us access to all the gifts of the Spirit in our life we have available to us. And we learned, remember the lesson we learned? We learned that 
God's power flows through a heart that has his same heart, a heart of love for him, right? If you learn to love God, then you'll learn to love people, and then God can change your circumstances around you in the hearts of other people as well. But, you know, God gives you authority. You know, I'm going to just share this with you, and you've heard this probably a thousand times, but let me remind you today that most of the time when you're dealing with people, and there is really not the person you have the problem with. Sometimes it's just a spirit behind that individual. Sometimes people become, they succumb to or they give into things in their life that, that, that just causes you to be irritated. And so, you know, personally, I have no tolerance for the devil, Right? But, but I'm not going to go around saying the devil made me do something all the time and give him a lot of credit for my mistakes. And I'm not going to attack you because you did something dumb like we all do sometimes. Is dumb a strong word? I don't think it is. So whenever you, yeah, whenever you and I make mistakes, you know, sometimes blaming the devil is just a cop-out. You know, you and I have a will. We make a choice. We got a choice that we make, and that choice is to do really right or wrong. But God's given us power to do right. How many of you believe in the power of his spirit? Honestly, how many of you depend on the power of his spirit? God's spirit is more than able to do exceedingly, abundantly, anything you can ask or think according to the what? Power that's in where? In you. That's what the Bible says. So when you need something, it's right there with you. If you don't know how to access that or it's available to you, then let me help you recognize that he is the authority in your life and the position he's put you in needs needs and requires responsible character. A responsible person. Case in point, did you know that God never set the rain on the earth until he put a responsible man in the garden by the name of Adam? Beforehand, it only came up from the ground. It was the dew of the earth. It came up from the ground, and it, and, and it, and it, and it secured everything, uh, watered everything. But rain didn't come until Adam was placed in the garden. And many times, God is just waiting for a responsible individual to be put in a certain position. A responsible person means it's someone who cares. Someone who cares. Listen, Jesus loves and loved people. Someone said this, if you really want to know who a man or a woman is, place them in authority. If you really want to know, place them there and let the pressure be on them. And you'll have something sweet or something sour. Right? Have you ever tasted a sour tangerine, a persimmon, an orange that wasn't quite ripe yet? Isn't that the most disappointing thing in the world? A peach that's still too hard? You thought it was ready and like, 
bitter. Well, you'll know a peach is ripe by feeling it. But, but my point is, is that sometimes, sometimes when, when we don't get it, we're sour, we're bitter. And then when people, when we feel the pressure, guess what people get? The only thing that makes her right is that they have a sweet spirit. And that's why it makes a great combination. I thank God for people in the world, and I thank God for people in my life that are loving, loving and long-suffering and, and have the spirit of God in their life. I thank God for, for his presence in our life and our families. I, it just makes all the difference in the world. But, but even then, most people that are placed in authority in the scriptures, let me tell you how God used them and why God used them. Most people that were placed in authority in the scriptures were people that were broken. They were broken. But they knew their source of authority. Well, the centurion, let me just show you here. The centurion guard, he knew his responsibility. He knew who he was under. That's the golden eagle, the emblem that the military carried. The S-P-Q-R. It's a Latin phrase. Sonatus. Sonatus. Por something. Rico. I don't know. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and you know what? I did memorize it, but I just forgot it, so it's okay. It's a Latin word. It's an acronym is really what it is. And as long as this man knew, as long as he understood, there you go. I don't know why I never carried this thing. As long as he knew that he was under this authority, whatever he chose to do, whatever it was, as long as he was in alignment with his government, he knew that nothing that he faced, whatever it was, right here, would be impossible. Because he knew before him, Rome was backing him up. He had authority in his life. So he was surrounded. He was surrounded. Let me go back and do this. He was surrounded. He was empowered. But he had to respect his authority. That's why he looked at Jesus and said, you know what? I'm looking at you, and I see the same order that's in my life. When I say go to this person, they go. When I say come, they come. When I say to do this, they do that. He understood authority. So he looked at Jesus and said, you know what? I get it. I'm under the same kind of authority. Just speak the word just speak the word. Now, a modern-day example of a centurion in our day would be a captain. And the captain of our military is empowered by the government. And he's, over, he's, he's overshadowed by the commander-in-chief. And as long as that captain is in proper alignment with his military and his government, and they give him an assignment, again, no matter what, no matter where he goes, no matter what he faces, there is nothing.
that he can face, no matter what it is, that's going to be impossible for him to handle because he has the whole government behind him. But if he ever steps out of order, if he ever steps out of place, there's big problems there. There's some reprimanding that will take place. There's some laws that are passed. But as long as you stay in alignment, it's kind of funny how the emblems of both of these are eagles. One's the golden eagle. The other one is the bald eagle. They thought they were two species at first when they first discovered the eagles, just FYI for history. They thought they were two species. Even when they found them here in America, there was the golden eagle, the brown eagle, and then there was the bald eagle. And really what they were, just they were age differences. They were eaglets. But the eagle is an emblem of so many militaries that were there. The bird is just a symbol of freedom. The bird is a symbol of, especially the eagle, of attack. But, but, but here, here, here's, our, here's our emblem, and here's what we go by. That's powerful, isn't it? The Holy Spirit. The Bible says that when the Spirit of God overshadowed Jesus, it was like in the form like a dove. The Scripture never says that the Holy Spirit is a dove. It said it was likened to a dove. And I believe that also kind of gives definition to the nature of the Spirit of God because yet the Spirit of God is so powerful yet so tender. It's, he's called the Holy Spirit for a reason. He's holy, pure, innocent in so many ways and have you ever ever in your life felt like you felt God's spirit on you then you thought something wrong or you got upset or angry and you felt like that was just lifting off of you it happens because it requires purity now he'll never leave you or forsake you but if you understand the authority of the Holy Spirit and want to see it remain in your life you have to understand and respect that authority that he has the authority that God has in your life is that he said to love him with all of our heart, all of our mind, keep his commandments, live the life. There's nothing like being empowered by God's spirit. I'm going to tell you the grace of God is so powerful. I thank God for his mercy. His grace is so powerful. His grace enables us to do things that we aren't able to do. His grace will make us, will make us men, takes us from being men to great husbands, to great workers, to great bosses. Uh, you know, there's so many things that God can do. Women, <laughs> the grace of God, the Spirit of God, as long as we're in alignment with Him, He can empower you to be a wonderful mother, a wonderful wife, a warrior, a fighter, a prayer warrior. There is nothing impossible for God to do. You have so much authority and power in your life. I mean, if you only knew. If you only knew how much authority God has given you. So the, the dove is kind of a Christian emblem. On the, on the emblem for the United States of America, that dove, that, that eagle, actually has arrows in one claw and olive branches in the other. I don't think I'm going to get it backwards. Arrows here, olive branches here representing peace, bringing peace. And the other one is, we don't mess around. 
right? We don't play those games. We protect, but we also bring peace. The Spirit of God is the same way. The Spirit of God will protect you. The Spirit of God will enable you. The Spirit of God has the ability to call for angels if necessary. God is such a loving Savior. He cares about us so much. Listen, here was the motive behind the centurion. I'm coming to a close. Here was the motive behind the centurion. Luke chapter 7, verse 2 and 6 says it like this. And a certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. And when he heard Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they had came to Jesus, they besought him, saying that, that he was worthy for whom he should do this, for he loveth our nation and has built us synagogues. Did you, did you see that? The servants came to Jesus and said, this isn't just another centurion soldier. This man loves our nation. He loves us. He's built us churches, synagogues. I believe now, you can think what you want, but you do the research, and you do the contemplating, and you do the praying, because I prayed about this. That heart that this centurion had for God's people had a lot to do with the healing of his servant. It just did. I'll tell you why I know this, because also in Acts chapter 10, there was a man by the name of Cornelius a religious man who was a Gentile, not a Jew. And he loved poor people and loved God's people. He gave to the poor always, prayed always. And then God says, hey, your prayers come before me as a memorial. What was his prayers? His prayer was his family would be saved. And he didn't have the right connections, the right networks, nothing. But God supernaturally com connected him to an apostle by the name of Peter to an apostle and spoke to him and said, go meet him. And this is what you need to do. Preach the gospel. Share my power. And he blessed them all. And they had revival at their house, if you will. They had a spiritual awakening. And he was record it was recorded that Cornelius was the first Gentile, him and his family, to experience this grace dispensation that we have in our life and experience the power of God. But the source of that, I wholeheartedly believe, was is that he prayed to God always and loved God's people and loved God. Even when he was supposed to be outside of that privilege. I'm telling you, when you respect God, his people, and you respect his ways, there is something connected to that, that God gives you access to power and responsibility and a place in your life, and it'll grow on you. 
You know, you know what we need? We need a revival of, of now, now let me, let, me, let me say this and clarify this because this really is, a, is, a, is an older term but not old. It's something that needs to be renewed, the fear of God. No one talks about the fear of God because the word fear, but that fear is not talking about a tormenting fear. It's talking about a reverence towards the things of God, just a respect, just a, an appreciation, just a consideration. And if we could ever just be responsible, did you know every one of us have been placed in the positions that we're in, whether you run a business, whether you are a employee, whether you uh, work in the factory, wherever you work, uh, a teacher, uh, whatever and whoever and whatever you do, it doesn't matter. You have been placed there, and there is an assignment that rests on you. And if you'll just take to consideration that if you become responsible with being an ambassador and having a love for the people around you, you will see the power of God begin to manifest in your life. And whatever the needs are, God can meet them. Did you know that? Because God's power tools are available to all of us. And I close with this saying right here. Responsibility is the key to power. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, the last thing I need is just another responsibility. Got to get the kids up in the morning. Got to make breakfast in the morning. I got to get to work early. Here's the cool thing about Accept, accepting God's responsibilities. Here's a responsibility. Just love him and just love people. Have a relationship with him. Be responsible in the grace that God has given you. Did you know God didn't just save you just so you can be in church? God didn't just save you so you can stay away from certain things. God saved you to be effective. God saved you to be an extension of him. God saved you so you can see your family saved. God saved you so you can see your world change, and God empowered you to make a difference. But you see, this responsibility falls on the shoulders of people who care and get, get it, get an understanding and realize, wait a minute, you know what, Lord, you delivered me from something that somebody else is going to need some instruction on. You healed me. Maybe because you want to, me to pray for somebody else that needs the same kind of healing or something similar, I, I got a responsibility. I have a big responsibility. I just can't keep that to myself. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, Pastor Bobby. I don't have any miracles. Hold on a second. Are you still married? That's a miracle. <laughs> I'll tell you, it is a miracle these days. It's a miracle. <laughs> have your job <laughs> that's a miracle God's still putting food on the table somebody say it it's a miracle it's a miracle you're not getting into fights anymore well, that's a miracle you kept your mouth shut is that too much I don't think it is that's a miracle are you in good health are you addicted to anything? Come on, somebody. 
You understand what I'm talking about? You got a responsibility. What was it in the book of what was it about in the book of Revelation that caused them to that overcame? What did they overcome with? The blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. You've got something to say. You've got something to share. You want access to the power tools that God has for you in your life? You want to see some things built, some things change? Just accept the responsibility of being saved and being belonging to Him and understand that God wants to use you. But if, you'll never, if you never accept the responsibility and say, you know what? It doesn't matter what I do. It does matter what you do. It doesn't matter how I live. It does matter how you live. It doesn't matter what I say. It does matter what you say. It does matter. Our mission here at Covenant Life Center is to help our world live, give, and love like Jesus. If our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at info at clcvictoria.org. You can get connected with us through our social media at clcvictoria and download our app.